You're listening to Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun, a Utah Lake Commission podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun podcast. You know, I imagine there's maybe a listener or two out there who's more like, well, welcome back to you. Because it's been a month since we've had an episode up. And uh, my apologies on that. It has been quite a busy last couple of months here. Uh, between getting the Utah Lake Authority started and keeping things running for the Utah Lake Commission. And so our staff's been uh, pretty busy making those things run, and uh, we had to kind of hold off on the podcast for a bit. But we're excited to be back today, uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing with you some updates from our most recent board meeting, which actually happened today, the day I'm recording this, on November 16th. And there's a couple updates that we wanted to share um, that we think are exciting in the process of setting up the Utah Lake Authority and keeping the ball rolling at Utah Lake to conserve and restore and improve the lake for the public. So before I do that, though, I wanted to jump in real quick into kind of a a weather update, if you will. Um, As most of you know, if you're listening here in Utah or been to Utah or know about Utah, snowpack is important. Snowpack is our main source for um, uh, water in the state. So uh, looking at our live water levels data on our website, which there is a page I'll have in the show notes, utahlake.org slash water dash levels. And it looks like our average depth on the meter right now is 6.18 feet below compromise, uh, which puts us at about an average depth of four feet. Now that's up a little bit from what I've seen it. Um, That could be due to some of the snow we've received, um, some of the rain down here. Um, It also could be sometimes that uh, if it's a windy day and pushing the water one direction, the sensor records a little bit higher than others. Um, But it's not been a great year being in the drought. Now, where are we looking forward into the wintertime? Well, uh, you can actually just Google uh, KSL snowpack levels. They have a great page that shows snowpack across the entire state. Now, the good news is almost the entire state, except for one region, is in dark blue on their map and their chart. And dark blue is the best level it could be, right? They've got um, red is below 50% um, of average snow, uh, snow water equivalent levels. And then they've got orange, yellow, green, light blue, uh, a little bit darker blue, and then dark blue. So almost all the state is above is 150% or more above average snowpack currently for today. Now, these numbers can change daily. Um, That's just how it works because they're looking at, uh, you know, dozens, or I shouldn't say dozens, decades, if not centuries of recorded data. And they're comparing those daily averages as to where we've been typically and where we are today. So today, our region, the Provo and uh, Utah Lake and Jordan River region, we're at 308% of normal. So really exciting to see that we're off to a good start. Now, granted, that can still change. Uh, You know, if we don't have any snow for the rest of the winter, that number is going to drop significantly. Uh, So I took a quick look just on the uh, Farmer's Almanac for our area. I looked up Provo, um, the uh, November of this year until October of next year forecast. And just looking at November and December, it looks like, you know, uh, where we are at now moving forward, uh, we're supposed to have some showers maybe on the north end, um, rain potentially later into November even. Temperatures are going to be a little bit above average as their forecast, uh, typically around 43 as a high in the day. Um, as we move into December, it looks like rain and snow on the northern side, you know, sunny maybe on the, the southern side of the county. Um, Mid-December, looking at some more snow, chilly, uh, potentially some rain again in uh, the middle of it. Let's see, December 13th to the 21st. So 
obviously not any uh, blizzards, which we would hope for, but looks like potentially the forecast is still good for high amounts of precipitation. Um, but temperatures also can be a little bit higher, which is meaning some of that's going to be rain instead of snow. So potentially looking at a good forecast for the next couple of months. As I look at the calendar here, they've got um, into February, we're looking at, uh, uh, let's see here, temperatures up to an inch above normal in snow or rain, lower temperatures, March, a little bit less precipitation rain, but a little bit higher temperatures. April's forecast is actually to have up to an inch above normal precipitation um, and actually lower temperatures. And that's the first month from here, uh, November until April that we actually go below normal temps. So hopefully that can help with uh, keeping some weather in there for a good spring runoff that won't come all down at once. Uh, So not, I would say pretty decent weather forecast for what I can find on Google. I'm no expert on this, but I'll make sure I put the links into the show notes so you guys can check out what we're looking at here. Um, But to move on now to our our, uh, specific point, I wanted to hit on a couple of things from our Utah Lake Authority board meeting uh, that happened today on Wednesday, the 16th of November. Um, And because things are still fairly early on, a lot of it has to do with things of setting up or starting or beginning. Um, For instance, uh, we just uh, hired an assistant attorney general um, through the, uh, sorry, an attorney through the assistant attorney general's office um, in order to provide legal counsel for the agency moving forward with all of the agreements and plans and documents that are being formed. <clears throat> we also just launched, <clears throat> excuse me, we also just posted uh, a branding request for proposal um, with the state um, to solicit companies to uh, submit bids in order to help us with forming our branding uh, uh, materials. So a style guide, developing a logo, um, helping us to form something um, with public input um, in order to form you know, a, a brand that matches what people are wanting and what we want to have here in the agency uh, representing Utah Lake. So that's exciting. Uh, but the two big points we wanted to hit on from the meeting um, were two main topics that are, are kind of, uh, I would say, kind of auspicious or maybe kind of present of mind right now, um, one of which is the Utah Lake Preservation Fund. So this is a $30 million one-time fund that was allocated by the state legislature, um, pulling from dollars from the uh, ARPA uh, Act uh, from the federal government. So this $30 million that was allocated specifically to Utah Lake for what they're calling the Utah Lake Preservation Fund. And the idea is to do a competitive grant program that can support um, several different uses of how to improve water quality at the lake specifically. Okay, so they all tie into that. So there's $30 million overall. Um, There are a couple different categories we're looking at here. Uh, The Utah Lake uh, Water Quality Infrastructure, um, Outreach and Education, um, Agriculture Voluntary Incentive Program, which is a partnership between UDAF and DWQ. So that's the Utah Department of Agriculture and Food and Utah Division of Water Quality. And then we're also looking at in-lake water quality improvements um, with a priority focus on protecting of marinas um, from HABs. So the way the, the grant program works is they opened it up for us, uh, had to kind of a workshop or a, a document um, available for people to learn about how the application would work. And this just closed, um, I think it was November, I want to say November 3rd, if I remember correctly. Uh, maybe it was November 7th. Um, but they've now updated our board today. And this by they, I mean the uh, director of a division of water quality, John Mackey, who sits on the Utah Lake Authority board, updated the board on where that's at. So now that they've closed the application, he's got data kind of on what's been submitted um, and helped explain where we're going to go from here. So 
for what was submitted, um, there were certain limitations on how much you can ask and for what categories and depending on how much you asked, how much you had to come up with of your own to match. Um, but the first numbers he shared today were the project funding request summary. So there was 5.2 million requested by applicants from this $30 million. 5.2 million requested for agricultural non-point source uh, solutions to help protect the lake. Okay, And this has to do with things like I mentioned uh, the Agriculture Voluntary Incentive Program. That's a program that DWQ helped start and UDAF runs, Utah Department of Agriculture and Food. And this is an agriculture incentive program to help farmers by incentivizing them with grant dollars to help cover the costs to improve their irrigation processes in order to be more efficient. So 5.2 million for that was requested. 8.2 million was requested for in-lake water quality improvements. Um, now, these can vary. I, we don't know what all the applicants are, or applications are at this point yet. Um, but one example, um, a project that Utah Lake Authority staff submitted um, was to hire a consultant to do uh, at two marinas on the lake, um, do a series of implementation for automated algae bloom treatment systems. Uh, so this would include putting in a bubble curtain, which we've mentioned on previous podcasts at the mouth of the marina, which is basically a big air hose that runs along the bed of the channel out and puts up basically a bubble of curtains to try and help reduce stirring of the water from the lake that might have a bloom and the water from inside the marina, which might not. Now, the might not is uh, the idea is to have an automated system, which would significantly reduce costs of doing regular treatments for algae blooms to prevent and or uh, mitigate them after the fact so that people can still get down and recreate inside the marinas. So we're excited to see that um, as an option. Um, we submitted that. We'll have to see um, if uh, their ranking committee selects that as one of the projects. Um, but other similar projects where in-lake water quality is improved, that added up to 8.2 million. Um, another source is the uh, 0.5 million, so about $500,000 was requested for non-point source information and education. Uh, again, uh, an example of this might be um, our staff submitted two different uh, applications, one uh, to update our field trips for fourth graders. We had a recent episode on the podcast talking about the field trips for fourth graders, so you can go check that out. Um, but we put in a submission uh, asking for dollars to help us uh, to fund uh, updating and adding new lessons to match with current curriculum um, for fourth grade so that teachers can continue to teach their students about Utah Lake. Now, I did mention specifically it's fourth grade. Um, in the future, we hope to try and expand. Um, that, a lot of that depends on, uh, excuse me, expand grades to different grades. But a lot of that depends on um, if a nature center does come into the lake and a few other issues. So for now, we want to just try and make sure we update our fourth grade lessons. So that's one example of uh, application that we submitted that would educate children about how to conserve water and how to use storm drains properly so they're not, you know, dumping chemicals from their house down to the storm drain in the street because stormwater goes untreated and goes straight to Utah Lake. And so those pollutants would affect Utah Lake. Uh, so a lot of great information there. And there's other, I'm great, I'm sure other great applicants as well. Um, another 400,000 was requested for stormwater BMPs. So basically, um, new ways to be able to treat stormwater, another 0.6 million, so 600,000 for stormwater treatment. So there are some ways that cities are working to try and treat those stormwater uses uh, that can vary whether it's at the drain or a facility. 
And then last but not least, there was 45 million, which is by far the largest ask for water reclamation upgrades. So this is for our wastewater treatment plants. So if you're on the north end of the county, that's Timpanogos Special Service District. Um, Orem's got their own, Provo has their own, et cetera. Uh, I think it's five or six total plants here in the county. So um, they've requested 4.5 million um, to help them upgrade their process to, uh, in order to filter out more nutrients and reduce what goes down to the lake. So um, as far as the, some statistics on the process, uh, there were 33 different applications asking for a total of $60.2 million. Now keep in mind, it is $30 million in the grant fund, right? Um, Total committed in those 33 applications was $331 million in project support. So that, sorry, my apologies. That's what was requested of the grant fund and what was committed uh, is actually $272 million in matching funds. So $272 million of what the various applicants were willing to commit and had to commit. And you add on that 60.2 they requested, it adds up to $330 million um, in project support. Now, granted, uh, let's see. Oh, from that, specifically, the category that had $45 million requested for water reclamation has 300 of the $331 million is committed specifically to water reclamation. So we're really excited to see these enhancements being proposed. So next steps, uh, currently what's happening, um, as Director Mackey uh, shared, the 33 applications are undergoing a subject matter expert review. So these are um, employees of the Division of Water Quality and other partner agencies that are subject matter experts on the various topics of the applications. They're doing their review right now, and they'll complete that review by the 21st of November this month. At that point, all of the applications um, with any recommendations they have uh, as to prioritizing who gets funding, because as I mentioned, um, total applications, the 33 applications asked for more than double what is available in the grant fund. Um, so they'll make recommendations on prioritizing um, uh, off of you know what might have most effectiveness, um, various strategies. And that will go to um, what he referred to as the executive committee um, for review. And this will happen on the 23rd of November. And they'll have a couple of weeks until uh, it looks like he's estimating December 7th. Um, these individuals, which I believe we have a couple of uh, a couple of state legislators um, and some of the directors and such involved in that, um, that will be reviewing that process and then making the determination of how the money is distributed, um, whether they want to get the most projects and go for smaller amounts or uh, if they do award partial amounts and not full amounts requested to different uh, applicants. And we'll have to see how that comes out and we'll know um, by December 14th of this year. So in just barely under a month, we're going to know which of those projects are going to move forward. Now, I'm crossing my fingers that the three we submitted here for the agency are able to get approved, but we'll have to see how that goes. I'm sure there are a lot of other great projects that were submitted too. So that's moving along really well. We're really excited and very grateful for the support of the state legislature um, and also for the Division of Water Quality for administering this grant process. And we're really excited to see what the outcomes are in protecting and preserving Utah Lake's uh, watershed and water quality. So that was one great topic from today. Wanted to make sure we share. We'll have more to share in the future um, in December once we know more on that. And the other topic that I wanted to hit on from today's meeting 
is that of the management plan. So one of the first duties that the Utah Lake Authority was charged with in the statute, HB 232, was to create a comprehensive management plan for the lake. Now, the Utah Lake Commission did create a master plan of sorts back in 2009. Um, The document's obviously quite out of date. Uh, It's uh, been just a few years since 2009. Um, But it's also was developed... um, with the commission's role at the lake was much more uh, advisory, uh, much more networking and trying to work with partners versus not direct management of the lake. And as it states in HB 232, the Utah Lake Authority is charged with the management of Utah Lake. And so working um, with the responsibility of doing so um, in keeping with public trust doctrine, um, in keeping with um, good management principles from the Utah Division of Forestry, Fire and State Lands and a few other guidelines. So today's meeting, we actually, uh, the board, met the consultant that has been hired um, via the public request for proposal process, uh, which is Jacobs Engineering. Um, And they presented uh, kind of just a brief overview of how this process is going to, what it's going to look like, and discussed what some of the initial needs were with the board. Um, So... Uh, they introduced their team. Dave Epstein is the project manager and Kayla Wortham will be the deputy project manager with him. And they introduced all the rest of their staff uh, with a, you know, I'll have some slides here available that you can take a look at in the show notes. Um, after that, they kind of explained the process. So the initial steps were we need to have a kickoff meeting. So we've scheduled that with our board now for the end of this month, uh, kind of a work session for uh, the board um, to start the discussion, to get some uh, information going, discuss uh, kind of logistics of how to operate things, um, identify uh, the um, planning team, if all the board members would like to be a part of that planning team, or if they're going to designate uh, one of uh, their alternates or something. And then they'll move into some other steps. Uh, the next two meetings would be workshops in, I believe, uh, we were looking at December and January, possibly, um, to do a vision and mission workshop and a goals and objectives workshop to really focus in what the board um, and the groups they represent want to see happen at Utah Lake, right? So, There's some great information um, in their slides that they shared. Um, A lot of today's discussion was trying to figure out the timelines and maybe the makeup. So one thing that was discussed is is who exactly we want to have on that planning team. And that's where the outcome was having uh, one of each of the board members uh, be able to be on there. So all 15 if they liked. Um, ultimately, we'd prefer to have all that um, or if they need to have somebody uh, fill in or, or somebody has a uh, passion from their organization for Utah Lake that they could do so. Um, so then timeline on this, uh, the goal is to have a conceptual plan, a first phase ready by April 1st of next year. Um, that's one of the deadlines that's mentioned in the Utah Lake Authority bill, HB 232. So the kickoff meeting happening here at the end of December, um, the first workshop on vision and mission happening right at the end of December, and then towards the end of February, doing the uh, goals and objectives workshop, and then moving into the spring, um, having at least one more team meeting with the, with our, excuse me, planning team meeting at the beginning of March. Um, and in between, obviously they're going to be working quite closely with our staff and our chair uh, to keep this moving forward with the goal of, 
April 1st, having the plan approved and ready to be implemented. Now, this first phase is meant to be a concept plan to guide the vision and mission and and determine what the objectives are. And then after that April 1st deadline, through the spring and summer and into the early fall is where Jacobs will be working with our staff and board to flesh that idea out further into its comprehensive status of adding in more of the details uh, around that and how it's all going to be implemented. So some really cool details discussed. Um, for those who, who aren't aware, um, the Utah Lake Authority was created in this year's legislative session. Um, it was a bill uh, sponsored by Representative Brady Brammer and Senator Mike McKell. And the goal, as stated by those two, was to try and provide a bigger shovel to take care of the lake. Uh, the commission, um, our staff has been very proud to be uh, staff of the commission, and we're proud of the work that we've been able to do and grateful for all the partnerships and the many other agencies who've helped work and accomplish so much more than we'd be able to do by ourselves. Uh, but that said, uh, the Utah Lake Authority does provide a, a much larger budget and does provide direct management authority in order to continue to provide a focused uh, work on Utah Lake in order to try and make it the best it can be for all groups involved. The authority's first duty is to provide that management plan that will guide those efforts so that it is comprehensive. And by that, what I mean is so that we're not just tackling one project that sounds like a great idea and then find out next year that the city next to that project wants to do their own thing that's different and we didn't communicate. That's the whole purpose of having an entity like the Utah Lake Authority is to collaborate, to communicate, and to have a comprehensive view of how to take care of the lake and really meet its needs and the needs of the visitors to the lake who live here or visit from afar. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, getting a little update on how things are going. Hopefully it's not too dry. I know we're talking a lot of policy and paperwork type stuff um, in this update, but it's very important for creating a good foundation um, for guiding all the efforts at the lake moving forward. So if you have more questions from what we talked about today, feel free to shoot us an email at info at utahlake.org or visit our website, utahlake.org itself. And we'll make sure we have links to the presentations I talked about, uh, the weather information, snowpack info, all on our website, uh, excuse me, all in the show notes of the podcast episode. And we'll do our best to try and keep up with the uh, weekly schedule, getting you guys some more updates. I will throw out a teaser um, that we are going to soon be sharing audio snippets from the recent event put on by Utah Division of Forestry, Fire, and State Lands. It was called their Utah Lake Science Management and Policy Summit. Um, so there were some great presentations from uh, the Director of Water Division of Water Resources um, and a variety of other individuals involved, uh, Director Joel Ferry from the Department of Natural Resources, um, all kinds of uh, divisions and departments and agencies that are working on topics related to Utah Lake and how they are working with policy and science together. So really interesting snippets to learn a little bit more about what's been going on so far and what some of the uh, plans are that are being considered for the lake. So we hope you enjoy those in the upcoming episodes as well. But thanks so much for listening in. If you like this episode or if there's another episode that's maybe your favorite, do us a favor, if you would, please, and share that with a friend, whether it's via text, post it on social media. We'd love to raise some more awareness, uh, get some more listeners, even beyond our faithful listeners that we have already now, to continue to raise awareness around the lake, the work that's going on, and how crucial it is that we all work together to care for this feature of the valley. I like that. Uh, Representative Brady Brammer said that at a recent meeting. I think it was a the Utah Valley Chamber of Commerce's Growth and Prosperity Summit uh, just this last month, where he said that we need, we need to look at the lake as a feature, not a detriment to the valley.
It has so much to offer and there are so many great plans happening right now that it is a great center to the Valley and we want to continue to spread that word. So please help us by sharing the podcast episodes around and tune in next time to learn more about Utah Lake. Thanks for listening to Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe so that you can receive notifications each time an episode comes out on Thursday mornings. And if there's something in here that you feel you can share, please post the link online, share with your friends so that everyone else can also learn about the facts, fiction, and fun to do with Utah Lake.